Hi guys, I am back. Listen, I'm going to cut through all the pleasantries and we're going to get right down to it because I'm trying to cover a whole lot of stuff. So grab your notepads and your pencils because you're going to be writing stuff down. Welcome to episode four of Business Shit. I am your host Mimi G and today's topic is passive income and multiple streams of revenue. You ready? Let's talk some shit. Okay, so I read a quote once that said, if you don't figure out how to make money while you sleep, you're going to work until you die. And I was like, goodness, <laughs> that's some powerful words. But it's so very true, which is the reason why I decided to talk about passive income and creating multiple streams of revenue. Because if you're a serious entrepreneur, those should be your two main goals. Now, the problem is that nobody really talks about it. Nobody shares what the differences are, what this all means, right? Everybody's talking about passive income and active income, and you should have more than one, but nobody ever really explains exactly what all of that means. And so I'm hoping I can do that for you guys today. We're going to cover the why, we're going to cover the when, we're going to cover the what. I'm going to give you examples that are specific to my business. Then I'm going to give you five tips to securing the bag because I think it's so important for you to really understand all of this information. So make sure you're writing. All right, let's cover the why. So the why should seem obvious, but maybe it's not. The why is you want to create multiple streams of revenue because should your business suffer some kind of issue and you have all of your cookies right in that, in that jar, all of your eggs in that basket or whatever you want to say, and something happens, what do you do next, right? So the more streams of revenue you have, the more security you build for yourself and for your family should you come across some unexpected economic changes. The when. So this is kind of important because it could really depend on how far along you are. Maybe you're just starting in your business and you're thinking, well, maybe it's too soon for me to be thinking about multiple streams of revenue. Wrong. You should be thinking about it right now. Even before you started, if you have already started your business, let's say you're, you're already you know, far along into your business, maybe a year or two, and you need to figure out how to increase your income and or create a different stream of revenue so that it's now all going to the coming from the one place, right? You want it to come from different sources. It really doesn't matter. Actually, I think it's more important for you to do it even before you even start, because I think that if you have a clearer vision of what your skill set is and then how you plan to monetize that skill set, and then that sort of helps you create different streams of revenue so that you have an idea of what your goals are, then I think you're better, you're better prepared for what's coming to, you know, ahead versus let's say you already started your business and you've sort of been doing everything in just this one area and really haven't ventured outside of that. Now you have to figure out, okay, this is what I'm doing, but how can I break this up to create different streams of revenue for myself? Now let's talk about the what. Let's talk about the different types of revenue right? Because we have active and we have passive, which I think are the, the ones that our pe people are most familiar with. But what does that all mean? So first, there's something called transaction revenue. That's a passive income, but it can also be active. Like, for example, so if someone just bought a t-shirt off one of your online sites, right? That would be passive. Now, if you were somewhere at an actual physical store selling a product and you create that transaction, then that would be active. Depending on whether you're doing it in person or you're doing it online, makes a difference between whether it's active or passive, but it is a transaction revenue. Somebody's purchasing something from you. 
Then we have service revenue. Okay, so service revenue is active. That means somebody is paying you for your service. So let's say you're a graphic designer and somebody's hiring you to create some work or you're a consultant or let's say you're a custom, you, do, you, know, you make custom clothing, you're a seamstress or a tailor. Those are all active streams of revenue. Then we have project revenue. So project revenue is an active revenue. It's, for example, if someone is paying you for a specific one-time project or they're, they're paying you to speak at an event or they're paying you to teach a one-time workshop, those are all project-based revenues. Then we have my favorite, <laughs> which is recurring revenue and it's passive, right? So this is like a membership site or a subscription-based business where the customer receives monthly, weekly, or daily value in whatever form you provide it for a recurring fee, right? So they're, they're paying you every week or every month or however you have it set up. Now, here are some examples that are specific to me so you guys can see how this sort of works together. So active income for Mimi G Style would be my speaking engagements when I get hired to speak at an event or be the keynote speaker somewhere, my in-person workshops, those are all active. But So speaking engagement, for example, is active, but it's a project, right? It's one time. Now, unless you're contracted to speak over the course of a year, then that would be more of a recurring revenue. But in this case, you get hired to be the keynote speaker at an event or the speaker or the teacher or whatever at one event, that would be a project. My in-person workshops, those are projects. My appearances, that is a project. It's active income. I'm physically there. My consulting business, that's a service. But if, I'm if I have a contract, for example, on my consulting business for, let's say, a year or two years, depending on what that agreement is, that would now be recurring. And then we have, of course, passive income, which is Obviously, the most important, I think, for any business is for you to be able to make money while you're sleeping. When you're doing nothing, you're still making money. And that's my favorite kind, and that's what you should be focusing your energy on. You want to have both. Don't think that because we live in this internet world that you should be just focusing on your energy on passive income. You want to actually have a nice mixture, but I want more passive income than I do active income. So passive income for me would be for example, the Soy Academy, right? It's a subscription-based uh, business, and every month my, my students pay for access to their courses and to get a new class, and it continues for as long as they choose to be a member. Then we have my Simplicity Patterns. Now, Simplicity Patterns is actually a passive income, but it's service transaction and recurring because that's how my contract, that's how my, my agreement is set up. So I get a little bit of all of that, right? I get service because I work as a designer, but I get the transaction and then I get recurring, right? So if there's a royalty involved, that sort of all becomes part of your, your business revenue. And one stream of revenue can be multiple things. For example, like the simplicity patterns can be, again, service, transaction, and recurring, which makes it both active and passive income. Also, my paid tutorials. Those are all transactions. Someone's going onto my site to purchase that one tutorial, and that is a transaction, and it's passive income because once I have filmed it, edited it, and put it up, it makes money for me even when I'm not actively doing something. So here are the things that I think are 
most important if you're trying to decide, one, how you create multiple streams of revenue and what those are going to be. So here are the five tips to securing the bag. First is you have to diversify in different areas so that you can secure yourself against something happening, okay? So ideally, you want to be able to live off one of your streams of revenue. And ideally, you want that stream of revenue to be passive. Now, not all of your streams of revenue can or will be all successful, or you might not be able to live off of all of them, but your goal is to at least be able to get by on each one of your streams of revenue so that if something happens somewhere, you're able to get income from another source. You never want to have to rely on one source of income as the only source of income that you have. That's the, that's the very first thing that you want to do. Now, you can do that and when I say diversify, I mean to be able to do it in different areas of your business. Now, you could do it in different industries if, if you have that ability. But if you don't have that ability and it's all within your, your industry, you want to be able to do it in different things, right? So I have the Soit Academy. I have my licensing deals. I have my consulting services. I have sponsorships and collaborations. I have my brand development deals. I have my online workshops and I have in-person workshops and I can live on each of those streams independently. And that is your number one goal. Now, your second tip is to have a system to consistently generate new leads. Now, this is where your social media comes in and your blogs and all of that, right? This is where social media becomes a crucial part of your business because for me, my blog and my social media channels are all a way for me to market and share my skill, my business, my hobby. All of that is all sent out or sort of funneled through my blog, my Instagram, my YouTube channel. So I have a constant flow of people who find me daily. Now those are in essence leads either to my free podcast or my free YouTube videos or my paid content or my products that I provide. Those are all valuable no matter how they find me or why they follow. Because whether they follow for the free content at some point, they could be potentially buyers to whatever products or services I sell. So Use your social media as a lead generator and always think of it as creating this little group, this little community of people who not just follow you for whatever skill set you have, or for whatever you're offering, but also because you have possible products that you want to sell to them and you want to create this feeling of loyalty and engagement within that community that you're building. Now, the more consistent your social growth is, obviously, the more leads you want to be able to generate. So you need to not just look at your social media as a cool way of sharing your business and sharing what you ate yesterday and what you were doing with your pet or where you went out on a date, but really to be able to look at the people who are following you and then see why they're following you and then use that to know how to funnel all the different projects or streams of revenue that you're creating because you need to know your audience in order for you to know what you're selling, and to who. Now, the third one is really important, and I use it to this day. So for me, it's really important that you use your own money 
Listen, reinvest funds from one income stream to start another before looking at taking investments. So whenever we want to fund a new project here at Mimi G Style, and we're always, trust me, me and Norris are always coming up with new grand ideas that we want to do. But in order to do them, we have to see, okay, where can we pull the funds, right? From what stream are we going to pull it so that we can put it somewhere else? So today I've never taken any investment. I own hundred percent of my company and I make all of the decisions. Now, why is that important to me? That's important to me because I am not incurring debt as I grow. Now, am I against investments? No. Not at all. And sometimes it's absolutely necessary. And I'm sure that at some point it may become absolutely necessary for me to do it. And that's okay. But doing it too soon can be harmful to your business. And it can put you too far behind in debt before you've even had a chance to start generating sales. So here's an example. I get this from a lot of young designers whose main goal is to get into the retail big box stores, right? So as a fashion designer, you want to get into Saks. And so that's what, that's what your goal is. But you haven't really figured out what you don't know, right? Because you don't know what you don't know. And so in their minds, they're like, listen, I'm going to design this collection and I'm trying to get into Saks. Well, let me tell you what you don't know about that, okay? What you don't know about that is that if Saks puts in an order, you have to create the order and ship it before you even get paid, and if you're on a net 30 or net 60, and it's probably going to be a net 90, you're not going to see any money till 90 days after you ship, all right? Let me tell you what else you don't know. What you don't know is that if your collection in Saks or Macy's or Nordstrom's or wherever you are doesn't sell, then they charge back those unsold items to you, right? Now, that can cripple your small business before you've even had a chance to grow it, which is why I always tell people not to grow faster than they're able. Start with what you can. In this, in this time that we're in, you can do everything so independently and so much easier than people ever could before that there's no reason for you to jump farther ahead than you should, which then leads me to number four. Don't rush. Listen, Becoming an expert before you're an expert and moving faster than you should can damage your business before you've even started. I started this podcast, honestly, because I got tired of seeing people who are starting, you had started a blog a year ago or three years ago, and now are offering a course on teaching others to monetize. But how are they monetizing besides getting other people to now buy this course? Teaching someone how to work with brands, and get paid because that's what they do is great. But then what happens when the sponsors start calling because there's a new face, a new influencer that is charging them less to work with? Telling people to start a blog and get an AdSense account and work with ad networks and get paid sponsorships and be consistent is not teaching anyone anything anymore. It takes more than that to create a sustainable business and unless your only goal, okay, it's to be a blogger working for paid sponsorships and you could care less when they stop calling. Cool. Stay right there. All right. Lots of people sell and teach the same thing, but most can barely keep up. And I'm going to tell you what the difference is. The difference between those people is the level of influence that they have created and increased profits year after year. Yo, let me repeat that increased profits year after year. Basically, where are your receipts? 
okay? You need to be providing actual information, not a bunch of fluff. So if you're teaching a course on how to monetize, but your only business is teaching people to monetize, you can't teach me nothing, okay? If you're that person, I appreciate the hustle, I really do. But you need to slow it down because it can blow up in your face if you start too soon and you go too fast. Here's number five, don't let money be your driving force. That's really important. When I started my blog, I did it just because I really enjoyed teaching people and sharing what I knew. And then obviously when that becomes a business, then you have to change that, right? You have to then separate your free content versus what you're going to provide for a fee, what you're going to be selling. Now that's just business, okay? That's just how it happens. But it should not be the reason you're doing it. I didn't start my blog to make money. It started making money. And then I realized, wait a minute, if it's making money, let me see just how much I can make. Provide rich, valuable, usable content or services that are free. The return you get on providing somebody else with the ability to create the life that they want simply because you shared your own experience is beyond gratifying. And from experience, I can tell you that as much as I've given, I've gotten back tenfold. Giving away free information does not limit your own growth. In fact, it will elevate your growth. People have this fear of sharing because someone might do it better than you and then you think they're not gonna come back to you. And that is a limited way of thinking, okay? Go back to the previous episodes and you need to listen to those again if you're limiting your thinking. I can teach you everything I know. Listen to me. I can sit here week after week and teach you everything that I know. You can copy my business blueprint to the letter, but the bottom line is, you ain't me. You can't be me. You never gonna be me because nobody can recreate your personality, your vibe, the way you talk, your nuances, your mannerisms. That is all you, right? That's who makes you different. That's what makes you different than everybody else. So you can try and follow every single thing that I teach you. You can follow every single step that I've done but the bottom line is people follow me for me. Same reason that people will follow you for you because there's something special about you that resonates with that person that makes them want to follow you instead of the other 150,000 people who are trying to do the same exact thing. Don't fear giving away information because all you do is limit yourself. I give away, you guys know this, you know what I'm saying? I give away a ton of information. I'm doing this podcast because I want you guys to know everything that I've been able to do and how I did it. Y'all ain't paying me for this, but I'm doing it because I know that I will get it back some way, somehow. I know this for a fact and I need you guys to stop being afraid of doing that. Now, Here's your actionable to-dos. I want you to go do some mind mapping. And if you don't know what mind mapping is, Google it, because I can't teach you everything, all right? Just Google it. Do some mind mapping. When you do your mind mapping, you're gonna be able to see the many ways that you can use your skill or your hobby or your business to create at least 
three streams of revenue. That's your homework. I want you to think of three. Now, do you want to do an ebook? Do you want to fill online courses? Do you want to open a brick and mortar? Do you want to sell tangible items? Do you want to be a fashion designer? Do you want whatever it is? I don't care. Okay. I want you to think of three streams of revenue. Once you have the three streams of revenue, choose the one that you can start working on right away and then plan for the other two. Remember that while you're doing this, don't limit your thinking, okay? Go back to last week's podcast and re-listen if you need to. Don't do this limiting your thinking. Don't think about the whys or the what you need or what you don't have. Just write it down. Now, I'm going to talk about this just briefly because I've gotten several emails already. You guys have been sending me emails and some of them have been about consulting. Okay, here's the answer. Yes, I do do consulting for brands, but I do also do consulting one-on-one. The reason I don't market it, I don't post about it, I don't share it is because frankly, I ain't got the time for people who ain't ready. And I don't mean that in a bad way and I don't mean it to be mean, but I just mean it in a way that is I have very limited time and when I take on a client to do one-on-one consulting on their business, I need you to not have limited thinking. I need you to be ready to do everything that it takes for you to get from A to B. And because not everybody's ready to do that all of the time, I don't publicly talk about taking on clients. I don't even have it on my blog. I am going to be doing it just a bit more now because I've done the the podcast and I think it's important and I do know that some people really do need it. So if you have questions about it, you are free to email me. But again, like I said, my time is very limited and I'm super, super selective about the people that I work with. But that was a question that came in and so I wanted to just touch on that real quick. Okay. Now we've come to the email segment, talk your shit. Boy, you guys love talking your shit. You guys send me emails and I love reading them. They're so inspirational even to me because I know that your minds are working. What I really loved is that some of you have even emailed me your homework so I get to sort of read through your homework and see what you're doing and that's what I like to see right you're actually proactively doing something that you've heard me tell you and you've taken it serious and you're doing your homework and so that's really important so if you have a question I will try to answer at least two every episode Um, I wanted to say that if you guys want to be anonymous when you send the questions just let me know that you want to be anonymous so that I don't share your name or share any information you don't want me to okay so just putting that out there now let's go ahead and answer the two questions for today so the first one is from D and she said I have really been enjoying your podcast thank you girl I'm in the process of starting my own blog, but I just got a nine to five and now my time has become somewhat limited. I was wondering when and how did you get your pictures done with a nine to five job? How did you schedule out that time being a mom, a working wife, a blogger? What advice can you give me? Okay. So D, this is what I did. I used to literally wake up earlier so I could take my pictures before I went to work. So my neighbors probably thought I was nuts because I would get dressed up in whatever I wanted to photograph, right? I would go outside. I would have my, well, my husband at the time take my pictures or I would take my pictures with my Canon clicker, depending on, on how quickly I needed to get it done. And then I would take my pics, go back inside and change into whatever I was going to wear to work if it wasn't appropriate. Sometimes I was super dressy in my pictures. If it was semi-casual, I would probably just wear the same thing to work. But I guess that depends on your job. 
Then also what I would do is on the weekends when I would have a little bit more time, if I had time to either sew my garments, if I was doing DIY looks, or if I was doing OOTD looks, then I would just get two or three outfits together and do a shoot, right? I would just shoot out the three different looks. So then that way I had my pictures already ready and ready to go and I could set up my blog post to publish on specific dates so that I had a little more time, right? So I wasn't working necessarily day to day on trying to get pictures all the time because at that time I was photographing almost every day and it got exhausting. Every morning I would do it. So I started sort of doing doing it in batches on the weekends. And even now that's sort of how we do it. So me and Norris, uh, we will sew whatever we need to get done. And then we pick pick dates during the month that we're going to photograph. And we try to do, you know, anywhere from three to four looks. If I can squeeze out more, that's always good because then I can work further ahead. But you know, if you can't sew that fast, <laughs> in our case, you know, we can sew, uh, you know, a couple of garments in a week, then you have more to shoot in one sitting. And that sort of helps you schedule, write out your blog posts, do your links and get all that situated, even do create your social posts, whatever's going to go along with that blog post and get it scheduled out so that you don't feel like you're trying to do it every single day. All right. The next question is from Lisa. She said, uh, Mimi, how do you deal with non-supporting friends you have supported over the years? Girl, you about to start some shit. Listen, <laughs> I know I should focus on the support I am receiving, but it's rubbing me the wrong way. Okay, listen, I talk about this when I, when I do uh, talks. I tell people all the time that if you have negative people in your life, even family, you need to distance yourself from that because that negativity will affect you. You need to go back and listen to episode two. I think it was episode two of the podcast. But I think it's really important to distance yourself from these people. Now, you don't have to do it in a mean way. You don't have to be like, hey, I can't hang out with you no more. But you just have to create enough room so that when that negativity comes around you, you can sort of distance yourself from it or maybe even just create a certain amount of space for a certain amount of time, right? Now, people don't have to stay out of your life forever. But, you know, when I had people in my life who didn't support what I was doing or didn't get it or, you know, were full of negativity, I cut them off. Like, I cut them off. The most important thing for me, and I talked about this before, is the energy that is around me, right? And so now sometimes I'm sure maybe people cut me off. I don't know. You know, that's just something that happens in your life. People come, people go. But if you have to protect your energy and the people around you are not supporting your dream or your vision, you need to walk away from that. You absolutely need to walk away from that because it will damage you. It will make you doubt yourself and it can keep you exactly where you are. Second question Lisa had was, how can you practice patience while your business grows. Girl, you just gotta you just gotta be patient. This is okay, so this is funny. When people ask me, Mimi, how do you get so much traffic to your website? That's not really what they wanna know. What they really wanna know is, Mimi, how can I get millions of followers to follow me tomorrow? That's the real question. And the real answer to that is it's gonna take time. It's going to take time because you have to put in a certain amount of work and there's things that you need to do in order for traffic to flow. Now, obviously, there are things you can do to generate traffic, duh, but it's not going to go overnight, right? It's not going to happen from one day to the next. And it's the same thing with your business. Now, granted, some business sort of just 
blow up and they grow really fastly. I mean, shit, I'm an example of that. My business, like I said, the actual business itself has only been on its feet, you know, for just over four years. It's been incredible growth that's happened very fast, but that's not always the case. Now, are there areas in my business that I wish were growing faster? Uh, yeah, but I have to be patient. I have to know that I have to put in a little more work. There's cer certain things that maybe I'm neglecting doing because I'm busy with other parts of my business. And so then I need to reel it in and remind myself that it's about the process. You have to trust in the process. You have to trust that your vision or your goal for what it is that you're trying to accomplish is greater than whatever is happening right now. Okay. Sometimes it will happen fast. Sometimes it won't. Sometimes you'll be, you know, on this really great momentum and then something will sort of knock you back. And then you have to just remind yourself that it's going to take time. But if you really want it and you're willing to work harder than the next guy and you're willing to keep yourself motivated every day, that you will eventually get where you want to go and your business will grow. But sometimes it just takes a little bit of time. So when you start feeling antsy, just remember about how much you want it and just remember to trust in the process. All right, guys, thank you so much for listening. Please send in your questions. And remember, in order for your business to succeed, it must be the shit. It needs to solve a problem, help them get past their current stage, earn respect, and build trust. I'm out.